0: Welcome to another episode of 32 Questions, uh, the series of uh, interviews with politicians where we ask them 32 questions about their policies, opinions, uh, points of view and personal lives in a way I suppose this is our last candidate interview for the Dublin Bay South by-election specials we've been doing and um, Bridget Purcell is a young new candidate running in the by-election and um, she's running for PBP people for profit and she's made quite an impact with her um Video comms, savvy uh, social media use, um, which she's laughing at here uh, as I'm detailing, and uh, her very nicely designed posters as well. And of course, her radical voice um, in a constituency that is not necessarily known for um, socialist politics, I suppose. Um, Bridget, hello. Hiya, how's it going?
1: Thank you Are for you, having me on.
0: No worries. Are you ready for your 32 cues? Born ready. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> What made you get into politics, party politics?
1: Well, um, I, I kind of looked at the doll, and you know, you don't. I don't see myself represented. Uh, I don't see low income workers. I don't see renters. And you know, it's you know, it's reflected in legislation because there's not a lot of protections for uh, renters or low income workers. Uh, we don't have a sick pay. We don't have a mandatory sick pay. You know, there's a lot of holes that um, people fall through, and I feel like you know, one of the best ways to make sure that those holes in the net are filled is getting somebody in there who, you know, experiences that stuff and can fight for, fight, fight for people who are in the same position.
0: Was there any particular trigger to you joining, uh, the party that you're in?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was, um, I had been, I had been, uh, I'd, I'd lost my job because of the pandemic. I lost my bartender gig and, uh, and, I, I, I'm sure you remember around the same time uh the Debenham striker, the deadum strike started happening. And so once restrictions were lifted, I would go to uh, slightly I would I would uh picket with the Debenhams workers and people before profit had a kind of group chat for for you know figuring out shifts and stuff. And if they needed an overnight, if they needed, you know, if there was a red alert, uh we would, you know, that's how you would find out with the with the group chat. And you didn't have to join people before profit to access the group chat. But um but I saw them there all the time. And it was like, look, my my values align with your values. And you know, after after the results of the general election, I was just so done with being apathetic. And I I just I wanted to do something. And and I saw this group of people who seemed to be standing up for the same thing I stood up for. So that's why I joined and suddenly I'm here wow (laughs) (laughs) what aspect
0: of the pandemic's impact have you struggled with the most personally
1: um I think it's brought out a lot of cruelty in people um people have like lockdowns are really really difficult and and I think there's been a lot of kind of people are angry and you can see uh, rightfully so I think there's been a lot of mismanagement and a lot of fumbling and a huge lack of clarity and I think rather than I think people's anger gets misdirected uh you know you see young people getting scapego- scapegoated a lot you saw an awful lot of anti-Asian racism you see people giving out about you know giving out about everybody everybody's giving out all the time um because people are angry and I think that's kind of the thing that kind of Has affected me the most Mm.
0: what is your personal motto
1: oh lord um oh that's a really hard one personal motto um has to be done
0: i guess what is your idea of perfect happiness
1: um i was thinking about this recently i think i'm not a i'm not a cider drinker but i think you know, that first really hot day in the summer and you're in a beer garden and it's like quite early in the day, but like, you're like, I'm in a beer garden, whatever. And you have that first like third of a, of a Bulmers and you're like, this is great. Then you get to the rest of the Bulmers and you're like, why do people drink this? <laughs> that moment is, is, is perfect happiness.
0: What is your greatest fear?
1: Oh, will I be sappy and say dying alone? Um, oh, um, I'm scared of um, I'm scared of maggots. Don't oh. like those. <laughs> no. Ugh.
0: Have you been personally impacted by the housing crisis? And if so, what is your experience of it?
1: I have. I have. Um, you know, I'm a renter. You know, rents are expensive. Um, but beyond that, I have lost a lot of friends. To um, I've lost a lot of friends to. Um, you know, emigration um, and my little circle of friends is getting smaller and smaller or it would be like friends moving back to cabin moving back to you know Donegal because they have to move in with their parents now um it really has hit my personal circle um which you know when things open up fully I'm going to be looking around and seeing who's left and that that's one that really kind of seeing 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 more of my peers, like more and more of my peers saying that they can't hack it anymore and and, and moving has been quite hard.
0: There's been a lot of generalizations um, made about Dublin Bay South being a quote unquote wealthy constituency. What kind of reception have you got in wealthier areas that may or may not book that uh, stereotype, I guess?
1: Well, you know, people in wealthier areas are also impacted by, you know, not everybody living in a wealthy area is wealthy. Um, there's a lot of like pensioners who, you know, bought their house at a, a certain time when the area wasn't on the up and up um, and now it is. And they're having to, they're, they're quite frightened at the idea of like a property tax really impacting them now that they, you know, they're pensioners like, and you know, they can't control the market. Um, there's also an awful lot of like you you see you see it yourself when you see a door with a bunch of doorbells on it you know with the 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 divided up houses there's a lot there's a lot of renters there's a lot of migrant workers living in expensive places or living in living in wealthy areas and there's also a lot of there's a lot of like parents who are there like look we're we're middle class we're well to do whatever but our kids can't move out of the house and I'm so sick of them at this stage and I'm like I can empathize with that I can empathize with that I don't know how I don't know how people handle moving back in with their parents uh it's a lot of stress so I do I do I seem like a lot of people are you know hungry for change and so that's that's been an interesting thing for me anyway
0: a lot of younger people don't really relate to or trust electoral politics or party politics let's say um what would you say to encourage more people to get involved in party politics and electoral politics even as independents or whatever
1: I I really um I understand where they come from I was exactly the same um you know particularly after the general you you just think you know all of this all of this um all of this anger and all this like things are going to change yeah and it's for nothing uh because things are the same um I think, I think the only thing I can say is like, you have to, you have to, you use that, you have to use that energy and that anger and not let it turn to apathy because apathy is the worst thing you could do. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's because apathy as much as it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a comfort in apathy and there's like a, you know, it almost feels like a protection because like, look, I didn't even care. So who, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but it does, it, it's not good it's not good to be apathetic because it means that it it means that like you can't change your situation and um and it, i i that's that's all i can say to people like don't let that don't don't let um get knocked down turn to apathy because anger is a much more useful emotion um anger anger gets things done um and and it's just important to channel that anger in the right place and um you know get involved in your community get involved in in it doesn't even have to be electoral politics that's the thing there's there's so many ways that you can make an impact on your community and for those around you um whether it's whether it's um starting campaigns whether it's protesting whether it's whether it's just getting to know somebody and trying to sort it, help them sort out their own situation, you know? Doing something means so much more than, than just talking about doing something. And that's, that, that's what I'd say.
0: Have you interacted with any other candidates while canvassing? And if so, what's been the vibe?
1: I run into Lynn Boylan all the time. <laughs> we have the same kind of, I think we've got the same like target audience, I think um it's 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 grand. it's lovely she's she's a lovely candidate i'm a better candidate (laughs) every politician says it but um but it's been very pleasant there's 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 it's not like a shark and jet situation you know there's no no finger clicking or hissing or anything it's just very it's just oh you're here too okay well which direction are you going in because we'll go in the opposite direction cool okay you know that's that's kind of that's kind of it. It's happened so many times now. It's happened so many times. Um, we really need to start coordinating, I think, to make sure that we're not doing it on the same day.
0: What's been the most unusual issue that you've heard raised on the doors?
1: Oh Lord, let me see unusual issue. You're gonna have to give me a second now because I'm. Oh, I've, I've heard. They all kind of blend into, I guess, I mean, somebody was giving out to me about their neighbor's curtains. And I was like, <laughs> I, I'm, so, I mean, and, and I can only be that. Like, listen, I'm not one for, because I don't, listen, my taste isn't great. I don't have great taste. I'm looking at these curtains and I'm like, I feel like they're fine. But <laughs> like, I don't think that I, as, an, as of yet unelected rep, can do anything about that. I can empathise with you. I'm sure. I'm sure it must be very difficult to walk, walk by that house, given how upset you are about these curtains. But um, I don't think that that is the biggest problem that um, that's in the country. Um, but I appreciate I appreciate you caring about the situation enough to bring it up to me, anyway.
0: Apologies for my cat uh, interrupting things. Sorry, it's just um, scrounging around my legs at the moment. Sorry, listeners, that is Catman. Um, Okay, If you could build one large immunity in the constituency, what would it be?
1: Well, actually, um, so um, I before the camp, before any of this started happening, I was um, doing a little campaign to um, Kind of save the save the the graving docks in uh, Grand Canal Dock, Um graving docks are dry docks. Uh, they are uh, they're like a lock that you'd see along the canal, but the water empties out into the river, and so and and the entire lock becomes empty, and that's where people would bring in boats, and they'd empty out all the water so they could work on them, and it's one of the most impressive structures. Um, it's one of the most impressive like Georgian pieces of infrastructure that we have and we have a, a, like Dublin has a lot of time for like Georgian houses and these like symbols of you know wealth and grandeur but we don't seem to have a lot of time for you know you know um symbols of like you know working class like and, and, and working people working people's like um infrastructure and and, and things like that and it it's the at the moment there's a there was a plan to sell the graving docks on the open market um and then who knows what their fate would be probably turned into apartments or 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 offices but i i wanted uh, what i wanted to do is i want to see them restored because uh rings where i'm where i'm living has a has a long tradition of like boat building um there's an awful lot of private boats here um there's a, there's a rowing club, there's two rowing clubs, and, you know, it's right beside the canal, you've got those barges, those houseboats, um, over in Grand Canal Dock, on the other side of the dock, you have, um, houseboats, and small boats, and people who just live on their boats full-time, and I just thought, like, you could have such, a like, a cottage industry here, of, of, like, a return to, like, traditional boat building, um, such an and you know i think i think ireland has lost a lot of its um traditional trades and i think it's important to keep those up and and i think it would just be really lovely if we could kind of you know maybe establish um establish an apprenticeship or something like that so that um you know people in the community could learn how to you know um could learn how to repair boats um because there's such a huge demand for it and and i just thought that that would be a really nice idea Um, hopefully that's, no, that's, that's what I would like to see. There's also a call for, um, there's three of these docks. Um, there's one that's been covered in concrete. Um, one that I don't know if you go by the Grand Canal dock, you'll see the Navena, which is an old boat that kind of hangs out there. The the Navena is in one of the docks and then there's another dock. Um, so they're parallel to each other. Um, so there was also an idea to turn one of them into like a Lido, because you often see, you know, kids jumping into the canal, jumping into the jumping into the river and stuff like that. And, you know, we thought with the, with Markovich pools getting closed, um, with the the Marion College pool closing, there's no real like public swimming facilities and the, and the and the and the and Dublin Bay is filthy. So we thought like how great would it be if we could have like a Lido, like a like an outdoor swimming pool for for just for people to use like have that facility as well it's all possible like it just mm. it I, I, it's something I would like to see and I've been calling for that so we'll see what happens um I'll certainly continue my campaign on it anyway I uh, I think it's a great idea
0: <laughs> it's the first massive party in a post-pandemic world you're DJing what track do you play as the sun goes down
1: oh 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 no it has to be oh it has to be um 911 uh, by Lady Gaga from from the her chromatica album when it's just like you know the the, the, the string instrumental and then the sun goes down like the, the moment the sun dips beneath the, the horizon it goes into like the, the actual song that's what it would be.
0: Which TD outside of your own party do you most admire?
1: I have a lot of time for Thomas Pringle. I have a lot of time for Thomas Pringle. I think he really does some good work up in Donegal. I also have a lot of time for uh, Mick Barry. Um, he was huge for the Debenhams workers and he, he you know, it was his bill that uh, it was his, it was his, he wrote the bill for for the, the the Debenhams bill that would try to make sure that what happened to the Debenhams workers didn't happen to any other worker which got postponed uh, for a year. So that opens up the opportunity for companies to do that to their workers. And treat um you know it, his bill stated that um you know workers would be the first creditors in the case of liquidation and unfortunately it didn't pass um you know surprise you know um but yeah i really I, I i think yeah between him and thomas pringle and also ruth coppinger obvious like ruth coppinger is a solid td as well well she was um and it's a shame she lost her seat um i hope she i hope she gets it back
0: um, what kind of government would you like to see formed after the next general election?
1: I want to see a genuine, principled left-wing government.
0: How have you found the media coverage of the by-election, given that it's your first one?
1: I think. Um, let me see. I I I found that um, my policies didn't get focused on a lot. There was a, when I launched the campaign, there was a story in the independent that um the headline was about what you know I didn't expect this question um but I had mentioned it in my leaflet that um that that you know service industry workers um service industry workers have um I, I've seen you know sexual assault happen to service industry workers any t- like yeah uh, who who what what bartender or waitress hasn't been grabbed, you know? Um and that um and that it's happened to me as well, and it and it was, and it happened. Uh, you know, it was a, a you know, a, a more senior person, and I didn't expect the entire. You know, I was just asked about it on the spot. I answered it honestly, and I didn't expect the entire um, the entire focus of that article to, to then be about me being a victim of sexual assault. It wasn't. Um, you know, it doesn't focus on my policies. Uh, it's just a thing that happened to me and I was quite it was it, 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 I didn't love it because that was how my parents found out um so there was a lot of uncomfortable conversations after that mm. um I really wish that that article had maybe gone in a different direction um but look if it I guess if it if it makes people more aware of what happens to service industry people, that they don't really have a lot of protections and especially not against uh, superiors in in wherever they're working. If it makes people more aware then maybe it did something good, you know, I, I wish <laughs> I wish it never came up. But. Look, it's what can you do now?
0: Give us one big idea for addressing the housing crisis.
1: Um. All right, here we go. Pu- uh, keeping our public land in public ownership and using every scrap of it to build public and affordable housing through a state-run construction company—it's not a wild idea, you know. That's how the corpo houses were built, you know.
0: What is your greatest regret?
1: I, I don't think I have any. Not to, not to be one of these, like I've no regrets. <laughs> I <laughs> there's always they're always the worst. But I don't see, I think, I, I think that um, every decision that somebody, I, every decision that somebody makes was the best decision that they could possibly make for themselves, given the information that they had at the time. In most cases, in most cases, when you're talking about the impact on other people's lives, that's different. But I think for, again, it, for the ordinary person, there's no point in regretting things. Um it, that's wasted energy. I and and energy is not an infinite resource. I don't see the point of regretting things. I guess nothing. <laughs> I regret nothing.
0: <laughs> Who is your dream
1: dinner guest? Oh, um. Oh. Um I I'm obsessed with Charles Stewart Parnell. I really like Charles Stewart Parnell for some reason. I think he's such a compelling figure. Just, you know, really going for the home rule, being obsessed with his girlfriend and inses- and you know, despite the fact that she's married to like somebody else who hasn't seen her in years and then he starts getting blackmailed by 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 the by the estranged husband and then he, you know, but oh, I just think he's great. Oh, also Roger No, you know what? Scratch that. Take that away. Roger Casement. Roger Casement I want to hang out with. I, I'm I'm obsessed with Roger Casement. Roger Casement is my new best friend. That's it. <laughs> what would be your last meal? I I find this question really hard. Um, I think, in all honesty, and I'm not doing this to sound like relatable. I think it would be a spice bag, but it would have to be a. It would have to be like the best. You know, not run of the mill you know not a run-of-the-mill spice bag it has to be like the the best spice bag you know that's what I would go for
0: what do you think the impact of the marriage equality and repeal referendums has been on your generation
1: I think it's been I think it's huge I think obviously it was huge um it's for a lot of like it just generally for for marriage equality it it genuinely I think pushed push the boat out for like what what um you know normalizing normalizing queer people. I think we still have far to go. There's still a lot that we need to do. Um, we still, you know, you know, gay people can't like gay men can't donate blood. There's uh you know there's huge issues with uh for trans people in this country um especially with trans healthcare and the gender clinic um but it it really did push out, push the boat out for, for like, I think general, generally like normalizing that like queer people exist and they're people. So treat them as such. Um, it's, and to, to, to the point where like, you no, know, for, for my generation anyway, it's, it's not a, you know, I, I, I think there's, there's less of a, no, this is not the case for everybody, but I think there's less of a, a fear about coming out, I think, because generally you're going to be accepted, you know, you're going to be accepted in society generally, um, and I think that that's huge. Also, like with with repeal, anyway, the being being able to make decisions about your body and not and the the conversation about abortion and the conversation about contraception and and bodily autonomy is so much easier to have now and and while i do think that there is still a stigma and we need to we need to crush that um you know the, the 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 acceptance is 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 more there now than it was in the past and i think that's massive as well because at the end of the day it's just healthcare it's it's just it's just healthcare and uh, everybody is entitled to decent healthcare i believe
0: what do you think is the best way to address the National Maternity Hospital debacle?
1: Uh, compulsory purchase order.
0: Have you taken up the hobby of the pandemic? Sea swimming?
1: Sea swimming. I uh, ooh, no, because um, Dublin Bay is filthy. Dublin Bay is so gross. Um, and that is why that's one of my campaign issues to uh, immediately invest in, a, in, a, in an additional uh, water treatment plant because currently Rings End Water Treatment Plant uh, treats 40% of the nation's sewage, and that is too much sewage for that little plant, and uh, we need massive investment.
0: Socializing in public space has garnered a lot of attention recently. Uh, You were straight out the traps with regards to your campaign around Portobello Harbour how do we balance concerns residents may have about people drinking near their houses with the freedoms and desires people have to socialize in public space?
1: I think one of the biggest reasons why, um, the canal, the the canal and Portobello are such a kind of, you know, need to be their destination is that there's really nothing else. Um, you know, uh, parks close, um, not everybody has a garden. It it it, it see, you know, and not everybody can afford to be in a beer garden uh, for the evening, especially you know. And there's 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 time limits and stuff like that for 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 beer gardens at the moment. I think kind of monetizing the ability to socialize is um, pretty gross to me. Um, and what we need, what we need is we need additional public spaces to um, ameliorate that so that, um, you know, Portobello doesn't become a bottleneck. Um, we need more green, we need more green places. We also need to really take a look at alcohol bylaws um, because alcohol is, whether we, whether, whether it's, whether it's legal to drink um, on, in, in public or not, people will do it. It's just a matter of, um, I think, you know, and, if we are having to shift towards this idea of an outdoor summer, I think the bylaws need to be looked at. We also, and just, so alcohol bylaws, more public spaces. I think that's how you you, you sort that out.
0: If you were to die and come back as an animal or object, what would it be?
1: Oh God. Um, I know everybody wants to be like a cool um, animal, but I, I have a feel, I don't know. I have a feeling I'd be like, a slug, maybe, <laughs> you know, nobody wants to nobody wants to be honest about what their spirit animal is, you know, um, I think. I not OK, I, I think maybe I have an affinity for octopuses. I really like octopuses. They're very smart. They're very, you know, they're 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 very strong and independent. Uh, the, the, the female ones are they. They, um, you know, it, it's really sad what happens to octopi. They, um, you know, the the female octopus like will like, when it's pregnant will like make a little burrow uh, or a little cave and put rocks in front of it and kind of lock itself in there and then lay all of her eggs and then spend the rest of her life just making sure the water is circulating until she starves to death. And then they're like, wow, that's really metal. That's really, you know, that's, and only two of those, only two of the thousands of eggs that she lays are ever going to become an octopus. So, and they're like, wow, look at that. That's true altruism right there.
0: <laughs> right now, James Gagan and Ivana Bachik are leading in the polls. What one word would you just use to describe each of those candidates? Uh,
1: one each or one? One each, yeah. One each. One each. Um, God, that's a hard one. Um, I, I guess for Gagan, I'm going to say regressive. For, um, for Ivana, I'm going to say, um, Oh,
0: Lord. I want to use two words <laughs> you can use uh, i'll give you two
1: um not enough i think
0: who would you give your number one to excluding yourself of course and why
1: oh lord um that's also a hard one jesus this this you don't joke around <laughs> <laughs> um I think, I think, I think Lynn, Lynn Boylan, she's been, she's a strong candidate. She's, she's very strong. I'm stronger, but, (laughs) but every politician says that, uh, but she's particularly strong.
0: Who, uh, is your favorite socialist trailblazer past or present?
1: I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pour one out for Rosa Luxemburg, you know?
0: (laughs) Describe your perfect day.
1: Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, you wake up early, but you're not tired. Um, you get all the stuff, you know, you got, you, you don't have any, you know, bits and pieces to do that day. Um, you get outdoors, um, maybe go for like a long cycle down to do something crazy. Like go to Wicklow or something. Um, hang out on a beach for a bit. Um, have a couple of, hang out with your friends. Um, bonfire that's that's a good one a bonfire is always good uh bonfire and barbecue with the bonfire um have a couple of drinks with your mates and then you know hang out on the beach at night that's that's a pretty good day I think haven't had one of those in a while
0: (laughs) how did your friends react when you told them you were going to run in the by-election
1: um okay so they were not surprised uh because they were like yeah you were just angry for so long like you were just constantly giving out like we knew you were going to do something so not not too shocked and it was uh, because I was shocked I was certainly shocked but uh they weren't that surprised
0: what has been the biggest or most important thing you've learned about yourself over the course of the campaign
1: that I can put up with a lot I think that I I can put up with a lot
0: what is your current state of mind?
1: Tired, um, anxious, um, excited.
0: And finally, your 32nd question. What do you think sets you apart from the other candidates running in Dublin Bay South, aka why should people who are on the fence vote for you?
1: I think I represent something different. Um, I'm young. I am a, a renter. I'm a, low-income worker i i want to be that voice in the doll that um that that represents those people because that's a huge part of my constituency are people just like me um i i i'm i'm go- I, i'll never go into coalition with finna or finna i don't believe that you can really represent working people by doing that um and i i just want to see i just want to to kind of progress the I just want to progress. Um, I just want to make progress for working people and ordinary people and, and give people who haven't had a chance, a chance. And if that's what people want to hear, if that's what people would like to see, then I think that they should vote for me.
0: Bridget Purcell, those were your 32 questions. Thank you so much for having me again.